Blog Talk Radio. It 
oftentimes being the extrinsic things that motivate us, those outside things, to more intrinsic motivators. Very beautifully done film, and there's vignettes in there where they follow the course of some people's lives and, and just really put it in our faces what, what happens and and uh, the shifts that, that can indeed take place. So I invite you to to, uh, to to see that, even if you don't read the book, to get the video and watch the film. It, it is, it's powerful. It really is. And what I'll do is I'll, and it's so fitting for what we're doing here as you're preparing for your next year, preparing for 2011, and putting goals in front of you and, and clearing the way, clearing the path for you to be able to have some successes for next year. Uh, it'll be real appropriate for me to bring some of that, that information in there. So today what we're going to do is we're going to build on what I only briefly touched on last week because I had to go deliver a training uh, Monday morning, uh, bright bright and early, and there was a meeting I had to make prior to the training, I'm remembering now. So we talked about relationships and how relationships can indeed make or break the successes that we're we're having out there. And uh, and I just really want to follow up on that and go a little deeper with that and, and really invite you to um, revisit, first of all, our first couple of weeks where we talked about how important it is that we take a look at the reasons why we don't succeed, the excuses, the stories, the the things that have gotten in our way, and oftentimes it's mostly us and what goes on in our head that really does keep us from having the kind of experiences that we want to be able to have in life. So I've invited you to take a look at some of the reasons why you don't succeed, why you don't follow through, why you don't have what you're wanting in life, and the messages in your head, some of the stories, some of the excuses, some of the reasons why those don't happen. And then I asked you to take then a look at your the, the behaviors that you engage in. And uh, I heard something really cool. I was speaking with a group of uh, lady businesswomen that uh, were meeting as a, as a group, uh, part of my mompreneur here in Temecula, California. And uh, one of the you know behaviors we talked about there that keep us from success is sometimes we can get caught up in watching television or name things on TV. And one woman shared with me, uh, with the group, how she doesn't she doesn't plug into any of these reality programs, and she says they've all got their success, they're all making their money. So why would I go in and watch that program and feed theirs? I'm going to do something to feed mine. And I thought that was so cool that rather than spending her time, you know, sedentary and 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 into these programs, that what she was going to do is break away from that sever herself off from that behavior, go do things that was going to help her to succeed in her business and her life, like showing up at that meeting the other evening and hearing my presentation and hearing other people, you know, share, um, you know, their their businesses and in, in, in a networking style meeting. So that, that was pretty cool. That was that was aware of a behavior that she would choose not to engage in and would replace that with a very positive behavior that was going to help her to succeed in her business and ultimately in life. So that's what we've talked about the first couple of weeks. And then last week I introduced the idea that we pay attention to our relationships. We pay attention to how our relationships are serving us toward what we're wanting to accomplish in life and how they may be really hurting us. And I want to really dive into that today. Uh, Folks, I'm going to take a pause right here and take a sip of coffee. Oh, I made a good cup of coffee this morning, and 
wanted to be able to enjoy a little more of it before it got cold on me. So, so let's talk about relationships. Relationships are probably because we are we are beings that even though we are by ourselves as we enter the planet and by ourselves when we leave the planet, our belief is that that we are social beings that we are meant to be with others while we're while we're doing our time right here while we're playing this human game, and the relationships that we have will oftentimes and do have such a huge, huge impact on the direction that our lives go and, and what we do and what we do not accomplish in life. And oftentimes what happens is we've we've gotten ourselves into some relationships, whether it be family relationships or friends or or partners that we've invited into our life, we, so we've surrounded ourselves with relationships. And those relationships that we have, they're nurturing us, they're feeding us, they're supporting us, they may be what's called inconsequential, and we'll talk about that in a moment, or they may actually be hurting us. They may actually be driving us farther away from what we're meant to be doing, farther away from our purpose, farther away from our dreams, farther away from what it is that that we truly want to be able to have and maybe surround ourselves in our life. And these relationships that we've that we've uh, invited into our life is part of what's keeping that elusive, keeping that away from us. Now, we've got relationships that really don't have much impact on our life, the inconsequential relationships. It doesn't mean that they don't have value. It just means that they don't impact our lives the way some of our other relationships do. Like, for instance, the relationship that I have with a woman who cuts my hair. I see her once every, uh, I guess I'm going about every three months right now, and so we and I enjoy that and we enjoy that time together. But our relationship and, and who she is in relationship to me does not have really much if any impact on my life. That no matter what she may say or no matter what her philosophy is, that it's really not going to have that great an impact on my life. It's not going to shift decisions, shift where I spend my time and energy. Uh it really isn't going to do much toward that. Same thing with the relationship with the woman or the the guy that I see when I go and get a coffee in the morning at a Starbucks or one of our local coffee houses here. I enjoy seeing them and we exchange, you know, our good mornings, how you doing today. We may know a little bit about each other, but it really doesn't go beyond that. And regardless of how he or she is that morning again, whatever their philosophies on life is, whatever their their being is, and they can even give me poor service one morning, and I can decide whether or not to go there again, but it's not going to have much impact on my life. These are what we call inconsequential relationships, the relationships that we have that are that just don't have the consequences, the impact on our lives that some of the other more significant relationships have. And then we do have our, what we call our consequential relationships, and the, for all of us, they start off with our families. Our families are going to be the first relationships that we have. Uh, the most important one being mom and or dad, and then siblings if we've got those extended family, and, and that's where it really begins. And then there are those people that we invite into our life, we invite into our circle that become also other significant relationships. And depending on how these relationships are, how we are with them, they can have a terrific, and I mean grand, grand impact on our lives and how we move forward. And so what I invited you to do last week was just just examine those relationships. Are they lifting you 
or are they weighing you down? Are those relationships supporting you or they, they feel like they're taking away from you? Are those relationships inspiring and encouraging you? Or are those actually distracting you or maybe even offering negativity that's, that's actually become real roadblocks for you and having the kind of life that you want to have? And it's important to take a look at those because you may think you have no choice. And the reality is we all have a choice on how we let those relationships impact us. Now, I can give some examples of my own life where my wife, her mother is not the most pleasant person. In fact, she will say things in front of us that are one thing and behind us, she doesn't always speak the truth and doesn't always say the the nicest things. And and obviously, she's an important person in our lives. And so what I can learn to do, and now, first of all, I can't get rid of her, right? Now, there may be some of you out there who has a mother-in-law that goes, well, wait a minute. Maybe there is a way, Rob. But no, I can't get rid of her, and we don't want to get rid of her. Don't want to sh- shove her completely out of our lives. But what I can do is I can limit the impact that she has on my life. I can limit how much of her I hear or listen to. I can even ask my wife, hey, when you hear stories out there about what she said again, would you be willing not to share those with me because, you know, they bother me, they bring me down, I feel a part of me, that, that, that little fight part of me, and um, and, I, and I, don't, I don't want that. And it's not important for me to hear about it, and, and so I may set a boundary on uh, uh, with this person or even with my wife about what may have been said as a way of of um of limiting that person's impact on my life. And there's other people in my life and other family members where where um you know I get to choose on how how much impact they're going to have on me. I don't shut any of them out. Uh what I do is if I need to set some boundaries or set some limitations maybe even on what what types of conversations we're going to have because my experience of them in the past may be that they're completely negative towards something I'm doing or thinking or being, then I just may want to limit that. So I, so I have great, great power in the impact that my family relationships can have on me. Now, I bring up family because family is the one thing that we can't really get rid of, and, and we don't want to. And I, I, don't, I don't mean for a second that I would want to. We just, they're, they're, they're part of our life. They'll always be part of our life. And we have the power to be able to limit that. I know people in my life who have parents that have strong, strong impacts on their lives, and they still allow—excuse <clears throat> me—they still allow these these um, influences to to run their lives, and they still allow this negativity to get on them. They still allow allow their lives to be impacted by some of their family of origin issues and and some of those relationships. And those can be ways that we can, and sometimes we even use those as excuses for why we're not doing what we're doing because, um, you know, dad would disapprove or mom will have something to say about it. They may even decide, you know, who is going to be our life partner. They may they may be the ones dictating um, who it is I end up having a relationship with or marrying ultimately because of their approval or disapproval. And that would be me allowing them to dictate my life. I would be allowing them to have some say over how my life turns out or what direction I go or whether I do or do not succeed in life. And that's what we don't want to allow to have happen. 
So we can set boundaries with those people who are always going to be a part of our life. And we can do do it in a way that um, is direct, is good, and and helps us to preserve ourselves. And then we've got friends that we invite into our life. And these friends are the same thing. They're the people that we feel good about being around. We feel better about ourselves because they are a part of our lives. And they, they either lift us up or they or they don't. And we have a choice on whether or not to allow them to be a part of our lives. Um, I'll share with you a, a friend of mine from some time ago who I just don't hear from any longer. And uh, we, we were good friends. And it was back when I was in the military. And I really enjoyed his company and I and enjoyed enjoyed him as as a uh, a person in my life and he had a partner in life and and we did things together and then our lives changed and uh, he and his partner moved away and we didn't see much of them and and my way and my style of communication is not one of weekly calls or cards or anything like that and my my and it's always been that way my style of communication has been uh, I allow time to go by. My life gets busy. I don't forget forever, but I, but I don't. I don't check in relationships on a very regular basis. And this was something he struggled with. And it got to be the point, whenever we got together, or I wouldn't say get together, whenever we talked, almost, almost certainly one of the first things he would ask me is, "How come you haven't called me? Where have you been?" I haven't seen anything from you or heard anything from you. And it, that's what began almost every conversation we had to the point where I even shared with them is like now, now I find I don't even want to call because that's not what I want to hear. When I call and I do reach out to you, you call and I pick up. What I want to hear from either one of us is, hey, how are you doing today? It's good to hear from you. And it began to really weigh on me and, and to the point where we finally had to decide that that we can't do this, that I'm not going to be able to be the kind of friend that you want because what it does is that it brings me down. It creates stress for me. And, you know, this was a this was actually kind of a big deal. It was a big deal, and, and it got to be too hard. And I, you know, I really gave permission for him to, to really dictate the terms of the relationship after that as long as he knew that this was going to be my part of it. And, uh, and in time, what ended up happening is we ended up drifting completely apart. And, um, you know, and that, that sometimes that is what has to happen in life. And so with our friends, it's real important that, that it, uh, they be relationships that truly do, they, they feel good. That doesn't mean that they're always perfect. It doesn't mean that there isn't conflict sometimes. But if we've got some agreements on how we can work through the conflict, we're, we're going to be okay. So now we, we come to maybe our work relationships. Now, that's where it gets a little dicey because we can't always decide who we're going to work with and who we're not going to work with. And that's something that we've, we've really got to pay attention to. And, and again, we can, we can set boundaries on you know, how much we choose to share with those that we do work with uh, in the work environment. And uh, there are certain things we could do to protect ourselves if they, if they turn out to be somewhat negative relationships. Now, there may be a point where maybe a conversation needs to happen about what the other person is saying or what they're doing that may be causing us stress, maybe causing us pain, maybe making it very difficult for us to work in that environment. It could even be the boss. And I certainly have known many, many people, I know many today, uh, clients that I'm working with who are working for people that they do feel like there's negativity around there and it is difficult. And the reality is we've, we've got some choices we have to make there. 
if we're going to continue to work in that environment, we've got to learn how to not let those relationships impact us and take us away from our higher selves. And if we decide to stay, then we, we've got to do that. And it may turn out that what we actually need to do is we may need to leave. And we may need to leave the department. We may need to leave uh, the division. We may need to leave the job entirely if the relationships are so painful to be in because they are so negative, they are so violating to your spirit, that that may need to be what happens. I know people have stayed in jobs for years under awful conditions because of their fear that there wouldn't be another job behind it. And I know in our economy today, that's one of those things you don't just walk away from a good job. And if the job being the relationships are so painful that it's actually causing pain to your spirit, actually causing toxicity in your body, actually impacting your health, then there is no good job worth staying for if the relationships are that kind of harmful. And so we've really got to we've got to give ourselves permission to say, you know what, if I cannot change this relationship or I cannot protect myself in the relationship, then I may need to end it. And ending it may mean actually having to leave that job or leave that workforce. I know it's a difficult decision, but that's one of the things I'm inviting you to take a look at for yourself for the long term. Because the reality is your life is limited, and there's no telling how much life you have left and why would any of us stay at a job or a work that is killing us. So so look at you know all your relationships, all the relationships that do have impact on you. And finally, the big one, and by the way, um, other big relationships we have is with our kids. I mentioned parents earlier. You're even allowed to set boundaries with your kids. Now, we're never going to get rid of them and sever those relationships, but we can certainly shift things within those relationships so that we are in harmony with the relationships with our children. And I mean, something as simple as, you know, if, if from your perspective they're they're not following your your um, you know instructions or you're you're asking them to do things they're not doing it. You can sit down and have conversations about what you want from that and how that's going to be and what the consequences will be if that's not met. That can happen, and it's not that we have power over, but we've got some power within that relationship to create that relationship so that it's not stressful for you and certainly not stressful for them as well. Because we want to be helping them to be able to have a life of relationships where where they, they feel good about themselves. So we've talked about we've talked about um, most of the big relationships in our life, and now we're going to talk about our spousal or our, our partner relationships. And that's one right there that's probably one of the most important relationships you're ever going to have in life because that's the the partner, the person that you've uh, decided is going to be the one that's going to walk alongside you through all of it. Your kids at some point are going to grow up and they're going to go on and have their own lives and they're going to they're going to go out there and and um they're going to go out there and be independent of you for periods of time in their lives and and probably for long periods and and so that person you choose in life the one that's going to walk by your side is going to be one of the most important relationships you will ever have. And what I'll share with you from a place of experience is I've been in a relationship where the person really did not understand me, um, and, and I would take responsibility for that part of me that did not become understood. 
but the reality was it was a negative relationship, and I didn't feel good about myself in it, and I didn't feel supported in it, and I felt misunderstood and 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 clearly was judged verbally and otherwise by this person about who I am and how I saw life and how I did it and and it did rob me of my spirit it did uh, and I used that as an excuse that was one that I got to use as you know I'm not getting the kind of support in my life from this person I'd like to have and and even though it may not have been an outward excuse it's certainly one that I used inwardly and so in comparison, the, the person I have in my life right now, my wife, Linda, who I very consciously, when, when we began to see each other, very consciously made the decision that if this person could not absolutely love who I am, broken or or fixed or um, um not fully successful or not where I want to be in life. And, and if she couldn't accept the whole package, then there was no way I was going to move forward with her. In fact, I made it a point when we first got together that I let her know every deep, dark, ugly secret about me so that she could know right off the bat. And she was going to decide that she wanted to be with this person or this was too much for her. I was willing to risk that because I did not want to ever go again and be with a person who I didn't feel completely supported, completely loved by, who didn't fully embrace all the nuttiness that I am and the craziness that I am and the and the not always um not always graceful person that I am and and difficult person that I can be and scared person that I can be sometimes and everything that went along with it. And and that's what I got in her. That's that's and that's what I have today. We're almost seven strong. Uh we'll be celebrating that this spring and so it's six and a half years we've been together and and um she is every bit the the person behind me that encourages and, and inspires and motivates and loves and even challenges and, and she is all of that. So for you, what I invite you to do is really take a look at, at your life, your relationship, and, and, and ask yourself, do I have that? Do I have someone next to me that just completely supports me? And I'm not saying someone who agrees with everything. I'm saying someone who completely supports you, completely loves you without that condition. And I know that's a human thing that's very tough for all of us to reach, love without condition. I think we're always working for it, may not ever fully get there. But as long as we're striving for that, and as long as we, we have got that on the horizon, uh, I think that's completely important. So uh, as we're coming to a close right here, we're coming to a wrap. Uh, this week, I invite you to continue now with some, some more context, and that is to look at your relationships. And I'm not saying get rid of relationships, but what I am asking you to do is look at your relationships and ask yourself which ones are feeding you, which ones are are supporting you, which ones are lifting you up, and which ones are hurting you, which ones are you allowing to drag you down. And it may be that you don't have to get rid of the relationships, it may be you just need to set boundaries with the relationships. Maybe you need to say some things to be able to get some things that you want. Maybe you need to limit some of those relationships. So the invitation is to look at all your relationships. Look at how they're lifting you or they're burdening you. Look at how they're helping you to have the type of success you want to be able to have and clear the path for it, or they may be part of the reasons why you're not succeeding in life. So look at those. Don't make strong decisions about it, but examine those. And consider what it is that you want to change about those if they're not uplifting you. 
So to consider what kind of conversations you want to have with those relationships so that you can have the kind of life that you were are, you are meant to have. So that's it for this week. We're about ready to sign off. We're about at 30 minutes. This has been Rob Braun with Leading Life Large. So this week, again, your your work is just to pay attention to all your relationships, which ones lift you, which ones bring you down. So my want for you is to live your life large this week and way beyond. And as I mention every week, tomorrow is not promised, so don't wait till tomorrow to do that. Have a successful week. Have a terrific week. Pay attention to who you're in relationships this week, and I look forward to uh, joining you again next Monday. Um, Have a great, great week, and be well out there. Bye-bye now.